I want to get into the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you for whoever put, brought the gift basket to my room. I appreciate that. I did bring a testimony book. I didn't even tell Pastor Powell about this, but I brought a testimony book because I believe that there's going to be some testimonies before this weekend is over. I believe there's going to be some testimonies. So by faith, I brought this book. I'm going to lay it on the altar. And if for some reason God does something in your life, which I believe there'll be a reason that he does, and if something happens in your life over this weekend, I want you just to write it down so that it's not just to keep to yourself, but it can be a testimony to build faith in somebody else. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to go to the word of the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. A very familiar portion of Scripture. Hopefully I didn't quench anything that was going on in here already. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The NET says, for we live by faith, not by sight. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, that was us, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord, we thank you for your word we know that your word is anointed, God. I pray that you would anoint your messenger tonight, God. Hide me under the shadow of your cross. And God, I believe tonight that you're going to help us, Lord Jesus, uh, Lord God, in this place tonight. And we will be quick to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for all that you do. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Just for a little while tonight, I want to speak on this topic. We live by faith. We live by faith. Now, you and I both know that we're living in the very last of days. We're living in that period of time that's referred to as the end times. And in Luke 21 and 28, it says, Jesus commanded, he said, uh, Jesus gave a command concerning how the people of God should respond after seeing the signs that would indicate his coming. If I'm a little wobbly tonight, it's been a long day. Hallelujah. He said this, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Colossians 3 and 2 says, set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Hebrews 13 and 14 says, for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. You see, this whole world is not our home. We're just passing through. Hallelujah. There's treasures that are laid up just somewhere beyond the blue. And just like Abraham, we're looking for that city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And instead of being comfortable in this old world, instead of being comfortable down here, with all of this world's fears and problems, it's time for the church of God to look up. Now, I know that I'm speaking to a faith-filled church. I know there are many of the here that are full of faith. But I know the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and told me that before we would see more miracles this weekend, I believe that we will, that there was going to be some things that were going to happen in our mind tonight and that God was going to help us with some things we've been battling with in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So lift up your heads. And realize that your redemption draweth nigh. 
Hallelujah. One of the signs of the coming of the Lord that was recorded in Luke chapter 21 and verse 26. It says, men's hearts would be failing them from fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. The NET says, people will be fainting from fear. And from the expectation of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And I believe that one thing that is very noticeable in our community, in our societies, is the spirit of fear is very prevalent. Amen. Fear of what ifs. The fear of what might be. There's a spirit of fear even through this whole COVID pandemic that's been trying to grip us and keep the church of God fearful and pushed down. That's not of God. Fear over politics. Fear over sickness. Come on, not just COVID sickness, but through that time period, God was trying to do some things in our lives that the enemy was trying to put a spirit of fear upon us, even through our bodies to make us doubt the faith that God had already placed inside of our lives. Come on. Hallelujah. And the enemy is trying his very best to instill fear into the people of God. He's trying to do that. And I know fear is a real thing. And there are different fears that people have. But you can go through some really funny things on Google if you start looking for fears that people might have. But there are many fears that people have, and I don't make light of the fears. Maybe your fear is being afraid of the dark. When my oldest boy was much younger, he's not here so I can talk about him tonight. When he was much younger... He had a fear of the dark. And when he would become afraid, we had taught him to quote Scripture. It's a good thing to do when you're fearful. Use the Word of God. And so we had taught him 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. One night, his mother was in there trying to just start his little brain going to quote that verse. And she began to quote the verse. She said, God hath not given us a spirit of fear. And his little brother was close by. And if you know my little Garrett, he's winding from the minute he gets up to the minute he goes to bed. And she said, God has not given us the spirit of, and he said, wild dogs. No, he hasn't given us the spirit of wild dogs either. But God's not given you the spirit of fear. And many times I'd walk into his bedroom. And there he would be at night, laying on his bed saying, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. God has not. And he would work his way through those terrors, quoting the word of God. Now, sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I can remember being very fearful of the dark as a kid. I'm going to go somewhere. Don't worry. We're going somewhere. I can remember being very fearful of the dark. Anybody ever been afraid of the dark? Yes, I know somebody on the front row would raise their hands. Amen. I can remember many try times trying to control the light in the family room. Now our rooms at the parsonage 
were on the opposite side of the family room. So you have my brother across from me and my sister next door to me, and we're all around the family room. And I can remember trying to control the lights because I was afraid of the dark. It goes something like this. The lights will be on because I turned them on before I went and got in bed. And the lights would go out. And I run back. Flip the lights on. There'd be a fight over the lights because I was afraid of the dark. Now, I remember where Sister Powell's parents lived now. There used to be a trailer there. And there were some people from our church that lived in that trailer. And I remember... Being home alone, which was very rare when my parents were gone because I was very fearful of being home alone. Even as an older teenager, I was fearful of being home alone. I will admit it. And I can remember one night in particular that I was home alone. And all of a sudden, the phone rings. And I pick up the phone. And there's a voice on the other end of the line that begins to talk. And begins to talk in this kind of a voice. And at the end of it, they say, would you like your coffee black? I shuddered. Oh, my goodness. Who is out to get me? And all they said was, would you like your coffee black? But I was home alone, afraid and fearful. Hang up the phone because they wouldn't tell me who they were. The phone rings again and I pick it up. They begin to talk and they said, would you like your coffee black? Scary. Hang the phone up the third time. It happens again. This time, I'm done. Don't know who it is. Won't tell me who it is. I go and I find a bat. I pick up a bat. I walk out the door. I said, I'm going to find people. Because if I can find somebody else, I'm not going to be afraid. We've got strength in numbers here. So I go out and I look across, and in that trailer, there's a light. Thank God I'm not alone. And so I, pick, I grab that bat, and I'm walking across the street. And I get over to the trailer. And before I get there, I ditch the bat, because I didn't want them to think I was a chicken. The bat's gone now. And I knock on the door. And when I knock on the door, the door opens, and there's laughter because they were the ones calling me. They were the ones that were out to get me. You see, fear is rarely ever based on reality. Fear brings procrastination. It brings paralyzation, and it immobilizes you. That's what fear will do to you. And the enemy of your soul knows that if he, if he can keep you focused on the problems, uh, he can keep you inactive in the kingdom of God. Come on. If he can keep you focused on your situation, if he can keep you focused on that fear that you have, he will keep you inactive in the kingdom of God. And if fear is trying to creep into your head tonight, uh, you need to realize uh, that it's not God. But rather, the devil is trying to immobilize you as the powerful army of God. And the Bible tells us in the latter part of 1 John 4 and 18 that fear 
has torment. But it doesn't leave us hanging there. The antidote for that fear is mentioned in the first part of that verse. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect fear, perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. Perfect love. Who is that one that's loved you greater than any other? Who is that one? Greater love hath no man than this, uh, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Uh, let me tell you, Jesus, uh, that great one uh, that laid himself down uh, on Calvary's cross, uh, he is the one that's casting out the fear tonight uh, in your life uh, in the name of Jesus. I've come to tell someone tonight that Jesus is the very image of perfect love. And it's through the work of Calvary that that perfect love can reign in you and drive out fear through the Spirit of God living inside of your life. The only way that this freedom won't happen tonight is if you choose to be fearful. Because the last part of 1 John 4.18 says, He that feareth is, made, is not made perfect in love. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you let fear reside inside of you and let it stay inside of you, no, it's going to stay there. The last part of John 8, referencing the devil, says, For he is a liar and the father of it. He, the devil, he thinks he's smart. But he's still playing the same old games that he played since the beginning at the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3, we read in verse 1 starting there. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Hath God said, let me stop right there and remind you that the devil, he's a created being. He is not all-powerful. And something created only has the ability that the creator has given to it. He is not all-powerful. We serve that one mighty, true, all-powerful God, and his name is Jesus. The serpent may be subtle. But Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Nothing. Acts 1 and 8 says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If you have the Spirit of God inside of you, you have enough power to kick the devil. Hear the kingdom come. You can say, in the name of Jesus, fear, get out of my life. Stop letting him tell, tell those lies into your ear and speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to begin to say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Come on, greater is he. If you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you, you can say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody right now, just do it right now. Say greater, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
That devil, he'll always come during times of dilemma. He'll always come in a pivotal moment of our life. He'll try to make you doubt God. He'll try to make you doubt the things that God has already decreed, declared, and said over your life already in those times. And you need to realize tonight that his one goal is to keep you from receiving the promises of God. Whether they be written or whether they be spoken, his goal is to keep you from getting those promises uh, realized uh, in your life. That was his intent in the garden, wasn't it? To keep them from the promises of God. His tricks have not changed. He's still doing the same thing that he's already done time and time again. And we buy into the same old malarkey. And we say, okay, I guess, I guess that might be true. When we get to listen to the lies of the enemy and let them build in our head. But he's just using the same old tricks that he's always used. If we continue in Genesis chapter 3 as we begin in verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The same old tricks. He's still being the same old deceiver that he's always been. The same old tricks. He's still telling lies, even into the people of God, trying to get us to believe the lies that he's concocted that are half-truths. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Luke 12 and 32 says, Fear not, little flock, For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Fear not. It's God's good pleasure. Your Father who loves you, it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not. Amen. We are not in the fear business. We are in the fear not business. Fear not, church. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We need to realize tonight that there are two voices speaking. One is trying to give you the kingdom, and one is trying to take the kingdom away from you. There's two voices speaking into our lives. One is speaking life, and one is speaking death, just as it was in the Garden of Eden. And somebody needs to... Open up yourself tonight and realize uh, what the enemy's trying to speak into your ear. You need to wake up to what the enemy's tactics are and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm shutting off the lies of the enemy. I can't hear you. Come on. I can't hear you, devil. Get out. I can't hear you. I can only hear the voice of God speaking. Listen to this story. I recently heard a story told by a preacher friend of mine. It was about a Holy Ghost-filled licensed counselor by the name of Bonnie Martin. He said that Bonnie went through a season due to the circumstances of life where despair swept in 
like a dense fog. And it was during that time when she was convinced into going on a mission trip to South Africa. And on the last day of that trip, after helping many people, Bonnie went on a safari. It was on that safari where they came up within two feet of a lion behind a chain-linked fence. Bonnie playfully approached the fence. And she approached the lion and said, Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Rah! That's when the lion chose to roar when she began to talk to that cat. That lion lunged at the cage and roared with the loudest noise that would make her shudder. She said 10 years later, just thinking about it. And the tour guide told her that the purpose of the lion's roar was to communicate dominance and to assert its authority. The tour guide told her the only thing that would silence the roar of that lion was the roar of a more powerful lion. And Bonnie said right there, with the lion before her, she began to shake, and the Holy Ghost started talking to her. The Holy Ghost said, Bonnie, Satan walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And she said, yes, Lord. The Holy Ghost said, Bonnie, do you see that fence where the lion's at? She said, yes. He said, that fence is the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. Satan may roar, but he cannot touch you, Bonnie. The Holy Ghost continued to speak. Bonnie, the devil is the one in the cage, and you are the one that is free. He said, you've been living like you are the one in the cage, Bonnie. But I've come to tell somebody tonight through the power of the Holy Ghost that there is a lion that is more powerful that can silence the roar of any other lion, the enemy that would speak into your life. That is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And his name is Jesus. And you are protected through the blood of Jesus Christ if you'll call upon his name. Jesus has protected you through his blood. You don't have to live in fear any longer. He wants to, he wants to deliver you tonight. He wants to deliver you tonight so that you can live by faith. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. All of my fears. But we need a renewing of the mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. That's the problem. So many of us have been conformed to this world, to the way that it thinks. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need a renewing of the mind. I know I'm reading a lot of Scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, a very familiar portion of Scripture. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations 
and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know what? The church of God needs the mind of Christ in this day, in this hour. We need the mind of Christ. We need tonight to, to cast down every imagination. That thing that the enemy has told you is real, that's really not real. You need to cast down those imaginations tonight and bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. I'm going to come to a close here very quickly. But I believe tonight that God wants somebody to get their faith back. Somebody needs to get their faith back in this house tonight. Tonight, God wants to cut through every lie the enemy's been speaking into your ear. Tonight, God wants it to happen tonight. Tonight, God wants to deliver somebody from fear, from anxiety, from depression. God wants to deliver somebody in this house tonight. I know I feel like I'm struggling up here with my body and the way my body's acting right now, but I feel the power of the Lord Jesus Christ has walked into this house right now. I feel the power of the Lord Jesus that's come to deliver somebody in this house. I could lay my finger on at least two people right now that need deliverance from fear in your life and anxiety to be lifted up of you in the name of Jesus. And you don't have to walk back out of here the same way that you walked in here. But in the name of Jesus, you can be set free. I feel the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's your past that's been binding you. And you're stuck in your past. Fearful that it's going to creep back upon you again. Fearful of the lies of the enemy that he's been telling you night after night after night and telling you how this is going to happen all over again. You're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Somebody declare it right now. No, it's not. It's not going to be the same way. We sang about it earlier when you said, I bind every spirit that opposes your great name. And right now, I'm fixing to bind some spirits, and you're going to help me right now bind some spirits that oppose what God is trying to do in your life right now. I want you to remember tonight that he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was already upon him at the cross. And by his stripes, you are healed in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, you are delivered right now in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, you are set free right now in the name of Jesus. Tonight, God wants to give you the joy back in your life all over again. God wants to put the joy of his spirit back into you. I'm talking to an apostolic. I'm talking to somebody that knows what it is to talk in tongues. I'm talking to somebody right now that knows what it is to walk in faith. But somehow the enemy has got into your head. And the enemy's been beginning to speak lies. And you begin to listen to the enemy. And right now... Right here, it's time to say, devil, enough is enough. I'm cutting off every lie of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. You no longer have the right to speak into my life. I'm listening to the voice of God. I'm listening to faith, and I'm going to speak faith. 
Does the word not say in Proverbs that the power of death and life are in the tongue? Does it not say that you're going to eat the fruit of what you speak? That's what it says. So begin to speak faith. Begin to say, I am healed in the name of Jesus. Begin to say, I am delivered in the name of Jesus. Begin to say, my family is going to walk in white in the name of Jesus. Begin to say, my prodigals are coming home in the name of Jesus. Devil, you've spoken those lies into my mind for way too long. I'm cutting off the lies of the enemy tonight. Tonight. This is where it gets a little bit rough. But if you've been battling with fear and anxiety, God's going to lift it off of you right now. As you take a step of faith, I felt like the Lord spoke to me a week or so ago that there would be emotional healings in this place tonight. That God would lift baggage that's been in your life for years even from a child, that God was going to lift some things out of some people's minds so that you could see greater miracles. It's not the will of God that you hoard this thing to yourself and you just get enough for yourself. But there's supposed to be rivers of living water that would flow out of you. And the only way the river is going to flow is if you take the dam that's stopping the river from flowing out of you. Rip that dam out tonight in the name of Jesus, that spiritual dam, and say in Jesus' name. I'm not listening to the lies of the enemy anymore. It's not enough for just me to have what I need, but I need enough to be all the poor and the others. So here we go. If you want deliverance from fear and you want deliverance from anxiety right now, I want you to lift your hands towards heaven because you're going to feel something start at the top of your fingertips and go down over you. You're going to feel a warmth like oil. Going down over you is a sign that God is doing it. Come on, don't be afraid. I know the Lord spoke to me. And here it comes. By the authority of the word and by the power of the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost that resides inside of me, I bind every spirit of fear because you've given us the ability to bind things on earth in the name of Jesus and bind them in heaven. Now in Jesus' name, you will lose it, the joy of the Lord. You will lose the peace of God. You will lose the strength of God right now, God, as we speak in Jesus' name into their lives. Let it be loose now, I pray in Jesus' name. Every anxious thought, God, every anxiety that they may have right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that it will be bound by the authority of the word and by the power of the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, let it be a difference, a different night when they walk out of here. Let them feel the joy of the Lord. Let them walk out of this place, Lord, not feeling the heaviness on their shoulders that they felt when they walked in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's deliverance happening right here in this service. I see deliverance. I see deliverance. I see joy coming. You know sorrow only lasts for a night. But joy comes in the morning. 
When you wake up in the morning, it's going to be different. When you wake up in the morning, you need to get up and say, thank you, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Joy comes. Joy comes in the morning. All over this place, would you stand to your feet right now? God wants to refill his people with the power of the Holy Ghost. All over this place right now, if you stand to your feet, God wants to fill you full of his joy. He wants to fill you full of his spirit, full of his power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. There's deliverance right here, right now. Begin to speak to your fear. Begin to speak to those lies the enemy has been speaking into your mind. Begin to speak back in the name of Jesus. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Begin to use the word of God on him right now. Begin to speak it. 